I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi everyone, this is Jeremy Soule and you're listening to Nerdy Show. Hey guys, welcome to Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. And this episode, we're focusing on video games. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Brandon. I'm Jonna. I'm John Laval, the live producer for Nerdy Show. That's right. John's with us here today because uh, this is roughly, minus one very special man, the team that's going to be going to E3 in 2013. Who's the special man? Special man Matt Spill. Oh, so special. Matt Spill. So special. Sick of that douchebag. What? How can you be sick of him? He's barely ever on the show. I know. Sick of him. For shame. Sick of him not being here. Well, Matt's going to be a regular fixture on our... He has uh, no hair. State of the Empire. You're so mean. <laughs> uh, State of the Empire episodes. He's got plenty of hair on his beard because the Heat are going to win this season. And his penis, I heard. <laughs> he's <laughs> got a full head of penis beard. It's braided. Braided penis beard. Like well, a he's, dwarf. I think he's part Scottish, so... <laughs> it's got like a bow at the end of it. Like we have for the past few years, Nerdy Show is going to E3, and we're going to bring you the coverage that you don't see anywhere else. Something we've discovered over the years is once you're in the shit there at E3, there's a lot of hidden gems, and there's a lot of stories that just plain aren't getting covered by um, most of the major networks. So No, the, the major networks suck because they cover only the most popular stuff. They cover like, oh, the new Call of Duty or the new this. They don't cover any of the, like the independent games. They don't cover any of like, the things that you don't know about there. And now they're Esquire. <laughs> and, and, now, and now G4's Esquire. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so when we hit the floor, we cover what big stuff, you know, we're interested in, but we ask fan questions and we try to find some, you know, hidden gems of, uh, of E3. Like last year, we were big into uh, Arquito's Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit, which is an awesome platformer. And we checked out Sphero's AR capabilities before they'd even announced them yet. We got a first look at that. So uh, this will be your E3 team. Yay! Yay! What's E3? Bizarre. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're probably not going to see too much of uh, John Laval in our coverage, as he's going to be the man behind the scenes making it all happen. I but pull uh, all the strings, master of puppets. We so, have strings attached to our back, and he will be pulling them. This is not the first time he's been on the show. You'll hear him now, and then you'll delicious. realize you'll realize why. Yeah. he will be behind the scenes after. This. I sound better than I look. <laughs> 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 Today, we're going to cover a couple things that we haven't uh, gotten around to that need touching on. For example, SimCity. It's been a while since it's been out. It's been a much storied, catastrophic debut, which we've uh, mentioned in previous episodes. I love Sam City. And we're going to also be bringing Colin on this episode, who's been heading up the nerdy show region of SimCity, where you can play with us peoples. 
Mm. Mostly Colin and Brandon. Yes. It's a disaster. Well, mine isn't, but Colin's is. I'll join now that I know that exists. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty great. My city didn't have any water, so I just keep buying it from Colin. He's happy with that. I'm going to build the most low-income city as I can, most dense and low-income, and then leech <laughs> off of you guys. And That's, you know what? That's fine. You'll have to contribute something. We'll buy your garbage, or, or you'll, you pay, uh, you'll pay us to take your garbage. Oh, It'll be great. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get into that soon. Basically, New um, Jersey. We're also going to talk about the uh, recent slew of big Nintendo announcements. But how about some shit that is brand new? Xbox announced that there's going to be an announcement. Oh, man. Oh, my God. God. Those announcements of announcements. That's my favorite kind of announcement. Uh, Is is there a countdown to this countdown for an announcement? Uh, I believe there is, actually. Oh, yes. It is true. We are going to get a reveal on the next Xbox system sometime in May. May 21st, to be precise. Didn't we already know that a new one was coming out this year, though? What does it matter that we know it's coming out? We don't know anything about it, officially. I can't wait to find out the name. I'm just so sick of people calling the new one the 720. I hate it. It's going to be next box. That's a stupid name. Next box. No, I'm Uh, telling you, because... I I want it to be next box. Well, the the countdown or whatever the announcement said says something like the next big thing. I hope it's called the X-Cube or something like that. I'm pretty sure it uses Blu-ray, though. I can tell you that much. So they're just paying it Sony. It has to. That's the dominant well, it doesn't format really matter. now. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because it matters because it'll make the, the Sony have more money for my PS4. Maybe Sony will sell it to them at I, a loss. I believe it's been said somewhere that it does use Blu-ray, but personally, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it's not a discless system. Honestly. What does the Wii U oh, use, would, Cap? So many well, like people an aren't okay with that, though. What does the Wii U use? I don't have a Wii U. I don't know. Damn it! I think it is a regular DVD. Yeah, it's like I was totally like, "What? Are it. you serious? Still Nintendo? Did you like a uh, high density disc? I don't know. All I know is it like, takes HD, forever for mean? everything to load. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's always really behind though because they, they make to be, a huge. It used profit. to be Sega. Hey, hey, listen, Nintendo's the new Sega. It's high definition. <laughs> what do you no, want from them? It Sega has HDMI. Would just dump tons of money into things and not get it back. Nintendo just spends a little bit of money and gets tons back. So <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, their business like model's a bit better. But I, I kind of worry that once the new uh, Microsoft and Sony yeah. systems come out, when Nintendo's going to just be dead. It's going to be dead, and they're just going to go the way of Sega and make only games for other systems. The Wii U does feel like a prototype for somebody else's always dominated, though. It feels like it's not quite next-gen. It's middle-gen. I feel that what we're experiencing right now is that Wii U is the GameCube of this cycle, which is there will be some really cool, amazing, memorable games that will be lauded as classics in years to come. But maybe not everyone will play them right away. Or maybe nothing will come out for five years, and then I'll get one. I just want a Smash Brothers and a Zelda. I'll buy the system when those well, come out. those are confirmed. So you, yes. will buy, you will buy the Wii U at some point. But that's pretty much all I'll use it for. It's oh, pretty cool. good for Amazon Instant Video. You can do the YouTube on it, I heard. I, you can do <laughs> the use the YouTube. Net- yeah. Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend used to do Netflix to me, and then I had to go to a doctor because of that torsion thing. I and remember that. And then I, they have to untwist your nuts, or you have I to get it that. amputated. It was so. a really hard time mm. in your life. It was painful. Admittingly, like all those apps and stuff are super good on the Wii U, but I do like that it has the menu where you can switch between the Wii U menu and the Wii menu. But I'm just like, why don't you just I'll, combine it? I usually do that for like 15 minutes, just back and forth, back going, and forth. oh, it damn, it's smooth. And don't exit anything unless you have an hour. Didn't we? Oh, I heard that uh, there's a new update that increases the loading times. Oh, good. I mean, I mean, decreases. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Decreases. Well, we'll talk about that when we get there. That was that was part of the Nintendo news. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll touch on the spoilers. Nintendo news soon. We're just skipping all around here. Uh, an, another uh, random bit of news. For years, people have been telling me I need to play Deadly Premonition. It's a game that uh, was on Xbox, PS3 in 2010. And uh, really. 
It's um, never heard of it. It's a survival horror game that's really inspired by Twin Peaks. It kind of looks like a Twin Peaks Silent Hill sort of mashup. It was the Twin Peaks influenced game before Alan Wake. Oh, I was going to say took that and ran with it. Do you know who developed it? Well, Alan Wake was was a pre launch title developed by Access Games. So it sounds Mm. like it sounds like somebody heard about Alan Wake and the little magazine they gave out before the 360 (laughs) came out. Went, oh, these assholes aren't going to launch this forever for the next few years. (laughs) Let's Let's make make a game. Let's make it before they release it. There's a pretty big difference. This game looks like a japanese survival horror game oh you know? so it's like, like resident evil type they have big eyes well no i mean like silent hill like it has mm-hmm. it has no. i haven't played it yet okay. but the drama and everything looks very uh japanese in style as far as the direction goes and the reason i mention it is that for a long time they've been talking about doing a director's cut and there's finally one coming out it's coming out april 30th it has extended scenes updated controls stereoscopic 3d updated hd visuals and for anyone who cares ps move support but no yeah one no does. one cares about P- you know you know what's weird i always find it interesting when a game is re-released and it says with improved controls and it's just like how bad were the controls that you need to improve them on the same system with the same controller well shit happens <laughs> yeah I, mean, I guess it's just like this uh director's cut is a ps3 exclusive actually what once again my system is awesome Except it's already obsolete. Shut up. It's always great to choose sides, isn't it, Brandon? Yes. Yeah, Brandon. Real good for you. The, the South will rise again, won't it, Brandon? No, it won't. I just, I just, <laughs> I can't support a system when I have a computer that's the same system. It's like, I have a computer. Why do I need actually, a console version? Actually, unless you had a Mac, you don't have an Xbox. Because <laughs> they have the same processor. You know what? Shut your pie hole. In fact, no. Most 360 games come out on PC anyway. So exactly. So it's like that's why I don't play. Yeah. One ever. So I can't have both. It's kind of redundant. So like people who are, are hardcore gamers who have like a PC don't need a 360. Well, so a I'm kind of confused when people have both. But anyway, and I gotta say thanks to some awesome people, some awesome people who help make Nerdy Show possible, who support the show. We're a listener-supported podcast. We could not exist without you. We would literally shrivel up and die. And uh, so far in. April, you guys have done it again. You've helped us make our baseline support costs that we need and a little bit more. So thank you so much. And some of you wrote in and uh, some of you earned microsodes. And here's what some people said who uh, gave us a little bit of coin this month. Brent Richard, big fan of Derpy Show. He says, I love Boar. Huge fan of Derpy Show. A plus, 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 plus would listen to again. <laughs> That's a lot of pluses. I don't think it goes that high. I'd like to get a rule. Actually, on that. I, I did read too many pluses. There were only three. Oh, oh that's, wow. that's acceptable. That's well. that's new in school. Three is okay. Benjamin Britt said, "Thanks for all the lols," and he earned a microsode, and he's actually stacked um, microsodes together all at the same topic, and we're putting together slowly but surely, getting different recordings from people, a selection of our first video game experiences. Uh, all of the Nerdy Show crew, and in fact, some special guests as well. So it's a microsode we're assembling over time. Based on this dude uh, coming up with clever ways to use the microsode system so to create something insane. So you're officially allowed to do that. If you if you collect quite a few microsodes, you can say like, "I want to combine them." Yes, this is. Oh, on, I will say this is on a case by case basis, and it has to <laughs> make sense. But um, before he did this, he contacted me to make sure it was okay, and we talked about it. And anyway, we've got something figured out, and we're developing it. Right. Arceus said, "I haven't said this nearly enough, but I fucking love Ghostbusters Resurrection." Aside from that. My birthday is in three days, but I figure, why should I have all the fun? So Wait, he gave money. us money even though it was his birthday? Yeah. Whoa. That Aww. is, if he was a religious person, he would die a saint. Caitlin Kruger said, keep the nerdy podcast coming, guys. You're getting me through some long work days. Sage Zero said, uh, loving all the stuff coming out lately, guys, and a break my extended stint of being unable to throw in. Here's the first bit. Sean Red said, 
Always amazing content. All the best to Nelson Lugo as well. Our dearly beloved Nelson Lugo is suffering from testicular cancer, and recently he finished his chemo treatments and has been sent home. I've also seen him offering a lot of marriage proposals in exchange for food. He's going to be a very polygamous gentleman in the near future. (laughs) Polygamist and fed. Yes, well-fed and well-wed. Wow. With lots of ladies in the bed. Probably men, too. (laughs) I don't know who's giving him food. Anyway, Big Bad Shadow Man said, five bucks for the new Pokeballs episode. It was great. And Jeffrey Voss said, more support for the great music, RPG podcasts, and of course, Lightning Dogs. <laughs> you get in on that shit at some point. Lightning Dogs is some pretty rad, dogs. man. I have all the action figures. Hasbro has officially licensed um, Lightning Dog toys that they're going to come out with. They're very articulate. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they have 32 points of articulation. There's also a 32-inch oh, vinyl um, arf, statue. They have 32 points of articulation. <laughs> God. I was just standing in for Tony not being here to make such a joke. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so, so much. You make us possible, and in turn, we send you cool perks in the mail. And uh, the microsodes are coming, guys. We have a, a battle strategy. Anyway, on with the show. What we got right here, this is an epic guitar track from Scottish rocker Girls Melon. This is Fatal Fury.
All right, so now we're going to talk about Sam City. Sam, Sam City. And we got Colin Peterson on the phone. What? 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 <laughs> what? No, seriously, what? <laughs> I just said, I just said what? Oh, hey. You started the Nerdy Show region of, uh, I did. of Sim City. The region of Awesome. The region of Awesome. Yeah, your cities are doing pretty poorly right now in the, in the hey, region of Awesome. I fixed it. I did you? City. Are you not in the red? Do you need me to give you a loan? <laughs> no, I fixed it. Okay. I had to turn everything off and then, and then, and then it fixed. <laughs> Basically, I had to turn off all of my public transportation, so fuck those people. All of my city is infested with herpes and STDs and like and like germs and for, I couldn't Wait, wait, for real? It like well they they have this like germ meter where it says like all your citizens are like filled with germs and like I couldn't figure out why all of my did citizens you, were infected. Did you build a clinic? It didn't matter. It was spreading. You can see them spreading. And some of them are coming from Collins City, and some of them are going (laughs) to Collins City uh, So for work and stuff. So I think they might be spreading it to him. Is there a zombie plague in some city? No, I think I'm working on it. It's almost fixed, I think. But anyway. But it's also a matter of if you didn't have a waste disposal, you know, for your shit to go, basically. Yeah, I finally figured that out. I put some down. Because if you don't have that, they will, all of your little shit bubbles that you can see (laughs) underneath the street, like, explode. See, I I did a... Watch them explode and make people sick. Yeah, I figured that out when huh. all, all of the grass around town started turning dark brown and muddy. I figured that out. It's pretty much <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much Aaron Brockovich, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about, about SimCity. Uh, last it's, last year at E3, we watched a, uh, a live demo of a rough build of SimCity, and we were really, really, really impressed. In the uh, the months that followed, uh, then the game was released. It had a big crisis but apparently they're bouncing back well here, so. here's the thing let me let me just say i have always hated sim city i've had no interest in building cities you know i only like disasters i i like i've i've seen i played the one for super nintendo i know my bad yeah you shouldn't have done that i've seen my brothers play it you know i played sim city 2000 i was just i just don't care and and Colin then, and I, we yeah, used to then, be up all night. And then Colin's Sims like City trying to convince me. Jam. Colin's like you know a few weeks later Colin's like you know it's been out for a few weeks you know, play it play it play it and more people in the region and so I read some reviews and it's like, there's like millions of people that are like one star. I'm like, why? And it's not for the game. It's for like, um, I got this game on the first day and the server didn't work. And that's yeah. all the negative reviews. That's all of it. And like a week, like a, like a day later, it was fine. So basically the game got so many negative reviews just from the server didn't working the first day. Granted, that sucked. It's a huge problem, but that is but not. But that doesn't that, mean it's a bad game. That's not where the criticism ends. I heard that there's been a lot of problems with just complete imbalances in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I've got some. Uh, I've got they've some been yeah, fixing I it have, Actually, the reason why I was able to build my city back up again was because they just actually recently released the 2.0 update on April 22nd. And because of that, I was able to fix a lot of the issues that were going on in Son of a Bitchburg. And... <laughs> Uh, it was just basically uh, a lot of people have been saying that if you were running the game for more than 10 hours or so, the simulations end up starting to just get completely fucked. And (laughs) essentially that is what happened to me. And son of a bitch Berg went really bad, really fast. It's like a real city. My, my city's name is WTF lols. Yeah. Yeah, And that update actually saved my life because Here's the story of how my city almost burnt down. I didn't have a fire station, right? And one of my buildings caught fire. And I think, like, I think even a fire, like, uh, patrol car, whatever, came from Collins City wait, to help wait. out. Brandon, Brandon, yeah. let me preface this by saying that there is a very easy and wonderful thing in the game that you can do called bonds, and and you are one hundred percent against it. I know that now, actually. But before <laughs> well, then, okay. Well, before we start, what are bonds? It's just like taking a loan out and you pay it back. 
It's like if you need money instantly, you take it out, your city gets money, but then there's payments over every hour. And there's interest in like, you know, if you take out $100,000, you have to pay $110,000 back or whatever. Like slowly. But anyway, so one building catches fire, another building catches fire, there's one fire truck from Collins City, and I'm like, (laughs) it'll be okay. Soon half of my city is on fire, and I'm like, shit, I spent all my money building a fire station, right? And I add some, you know, cars to it, you know, fire trucks, whatever, and they start putting out the fires. As soon as all the fires are out... A tornado comes and destroys my fire station. <laughs> and then, and then, wait, that's not even the end of it. As soon as that's done, um, a giant lizard, monster, dinosaur, Koopa thing comes and walks through half of my city um, next to the fire station that I just built again, didn't destroy it, but then lit a lot of things on fire and then started eating all of the garbage out of my garbage dump. Granted, that helped me. Um, and then it died from eating too much garbage. And then a meteor shower hit. Um, so the new update, what it did was allowed a cooldown between disasters, which before it was completely random, mm-hmm. completely random timers, random everything. Now there's actually a cooldown period where if something happens, you don't get fucked instantly. Because that all happened within an hour. <laughs> it was a very, very bad time in my city. But now I'm doing great. Yeah. It was, it was uh, basically your 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> it was 9-11 times 100 meteors, monsters. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, a little bit. 11,000. Yeah. <laughs> it was 9-11-11. Whoa. Oh shit! the The thing about the whole DRM thing, which is basically meaning that you have to have your game online all the time, and what happened was when they released it, the servers at EA could not handle all of the load, and so basically people could not even log into the game that they had purchased for sixty dollars to the point where Amazon was offering refunds that people like uh, for people yeah. who bought SimCity. It was a huge problem. And and I understand that because it happened to Diablo three as well. Yeah, and they had to they had to turn off a ton of features, which they actually just turned back on with that 2.0 update. They turned out they turned off a lot of leaderboards and achievements. Mm-hmm. They turned all that stuff off be, just because they couldn't the servers couldn't handle the load. But so now is the best time really to actually bad. get the game if you haven't. Here's the thing that bugs me. I saw what the game was capable of. I saw the the visual aspects of it and lots of fun buildy things that looked appealing to me. Yes, but it seems like. In the typical EA fashion, there's a lot they're not telling anybody, and yeah. just despite this initial disaster, they're still troubleshooting, and I'm sure there's still a lot of features that are that are imbalanced. Oh no, there's a lot of articles where people are saying EA hasn't told us anything. I guess silence is the best answer on their part, and they're showing the enemies the silence from Doctor <laughs> Who. But yeah, they, they, there's still like no explanation really, except that yeah. the servers just couldn't handle it. I mean, that's pretty much I mean, it, and that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of weird nuances. Like for example, part of the reason that it's designed the way it is. I think they it, said they, the problems on your end. They they, they <laughs> had, they they had the idea that you could follow for some reason you would want to do this in Sim City, not the Sims. You would follow the you know the daily path of a certain Sim. You could do this, watch and see that Sim go to work. That helps sometimes actually when you're trying to track down what problems. I've, what I've heard is that it's completely arbitrary and it's it just, is. Yeah. <laughs> No, because the the Sims wake up in one house, they go to work, and then they go to sleep in another house. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you serious? You don't go to the same house. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Just because your city is full of wife swappers doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the game. Well, I was trying to track down where all these germs were coming from, so I followed some guy who said he was sick, and I saw where he was going, and I figured out where how he was infecting people. That's the only time I think anyone's ever used it. Or maybe that was dumb luck. You it know, could have been. It you, could have been. You mentioned Sims. The other beef I have with the game is I feel like they took SimCity 
and then they converted it to a game that people who play The Sims would want to play, not people who played Sims. I mean, there's a few things where you talk to them and they want you to do certain things, but it's the same thing in every SimCity game. Yeah, Yeah, the Sims speech. I mean, like they spend a lot, like they're changing the simoleons. Would you rather that guy with the green hair comes by? Yeah, with that weird music. No, that's the mayor. That guy. Yeah, I get whoever the fuck he was that came in every SimCity game. Isn't that like? Let me tell you something. Isn't that the mayor? I don't know. You're the mayor. But he's just the hell guy. He was the commissioner, a city planner. I'm trying to remember. Wasn't he? There's an assist trophy in Smash Brothers based on the the Super Nintendo Sim City. And I could have sworn the green guy was the mayor. I don't know. What is they he, might like have just alderman? called him the mayor. I don't know. I think he's Doesn't an alderman. Matter. His name was Dr. Wright, and he was modeled after Will Wright, who originally oh. created SimCity. Oh. Or Dr. Light. Oh. The point is, I actually hated SimCity, and I this game, when I started playing with Colin, sucked me into the wee hours of the morning where I should have been asleep for work the next day. And it's actually really, really fun. See, like I said, for people... This game is a huge, a huge time suck. For it people is. who like Sims. And I actually want more people on the region because, you know, you specialize and Colin specialized in, I guess, oil. And my city is specializing in not buying any of his oil because <laughs> we don't want oil in our shit. Also, I'm, I'm putting as many schools and I'm, I'm educating. So I'm going the path of education. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say like an RPG, but there's like missions and things you can do once you select that path. And you can always right. change it later. So it shows that like no one's educated in Colin's city and they all come to my city for school. Well, then and here like, comes I'm, my... I'm exporting education and importing... <laughs> here comes my city, people. the gambling city. See, now we would love that. That would attract tourism yeah. and my people would go to yours and spend money. Well, I'm not building any fucking roads to your city. Just attach <sighs> one I'm an highway. isolationist. I'm going to become <laughs> the most like, successful city. Well, you could do that, I'm I actually, guess. My main export is going to be tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> I did unlock, I think, the disaster for giant lizards, so now I can summon yeah. one. Well, I don't good. know why I'd ever fucking do it, because the game saves instantly. Because you can go to Collins and then <laughs> No, you can't do that. Oh. Or we'd be fucking up each other's Ooh, shit. There should be an expansion where you can go to war with each other. And become city states. Or it could be called civilization. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> I saw a city on Reddit. It was a 1.8 million population city with no water, power, or sewage, and it actually worked. How do you? Oh, because he was probably yeah, buying them from others. There's the, they actually fixed a lot of these things in the 2.0 update. Yeah, I think all, it, now, now he has I population had a 12. I get, I get all of yeah. my power and water from Colin, but as Colin City decided to kill itself and I overtook <laughs> it, it said it, I wasn't getting enough water from him anymore. It, it was terrible, terrible day yes. for me. The thing about that city, um, it said that if you have zero taxes, it transforms the Sims into Super Sims. So I, I assume they fixed that in the update, but that's... I, you would just... Yeah. I would, if I did 0%, you would be negative money. Your city would just die within like a day. Well, in this one, yeah. when you don't have any sort of infrastructure at all, I guess it works. But yeah. it, it says... The, they, the residential like super cities. They, yeah, I've heard them talking yeah, they, about that. The Sims don't ever get sick. They don't resort to crime. They don't set themselves on fire. So it's, it's just... They live what? in... That's crazy. Just nothing I hope but they fix houses. That, I, the, the whole point of like picking the education path is because my sims were dumb and going you actually could see bubbles above houses sometimes if you zoom in it's like oh this thing only requires 400 degrees let's do 800 what could happen oh, and today. it's like education actually makes them less stupid so they have there's less fires and less crime yeah the game is not perfect and but honestly the, the when updates it was are really released, good. yeah the game update that just came out is actually what probably should have released when it you know launched but I have to say that now that this update is here and all the different things are all the I guess the some of the simulations are fixed. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's really great. Like I have spent t- 
tons of hours in this game and i've loved every second of it it is so. it is really fun and i like i said i never liked any of the other sim cities and it can get complicated but it, it's not overly complicated like there's lots of different charts and graphs and you can track anything down and figure it out but it's not overwhelming to the point where you're like oh i've got to manage this and manage that and now it feels like i'm actually doing a city and this is boring it doesn't do yeah. that at all yeah, no, it is. It is. It's it's a lot of fun and you can get in as as in depth as you want to. And it's not perfect in that, like, you know, the traffic patterns aren't great. Like you have you see pictures online of like a perfectly, uh, you know, you have a road that's full of traffic and then there's a road that's right next to it. That's completely <laughs> you plant a tree every nine traffic. feet. Yeah. And you, you have a, and none of the Sims are going on that on that road that uh, has no traffic. So they've tried to fix the traffic patterns where also like there's a fire in all over your city and you have six fire stations and all of those six fire trucks are at one fire and not spread out throughout the entire <laughs> so it's Fuck you know traffic. they definitely had some bugs but i feel like they've worked out a lot of them and they're continually working on them and you know ea offered you a free game if you you know were so upset you could have gotten battlefield 3 or bejeweled if you wanted. <laughs> oh my god, I could have gotten Bejeweled, I like the board which game is like $5.99 for free. Wait, EA yeah. is gonna give me a Pedazzle for free? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> free Pedazzles. I thought it was no, Bejazzle. You had to buy it prior, Not you had to buy it penis. at launch. You had to buy what it at said. launch, and then you could have gotten a Pedazzle for Whoa. free. <laughs> Not to go off topic, but did you just tell me that there's a Vajazzle for the... You don't know about Pajazzling? I'm not even making this up. I mean, Have I you mean, never I mean, seen no, a Vajazzle no. meet a Pajazzle? No, no, I mean... In I mean, combat? <laughs> in Mortal Kombat? Do you know what happens? The clinking I've actually happens. I've actually been doing it for years, but Clink. I'm surprised that they've made like a... Clink! An, uh, commercial version of it's it. It's the only thing known um, that can smash other diamonds. Is when you have a jazzle filled with diamonds and a pajazzle filled with diamonds, and they collide, and all the diamonds and get it goes, smashed. And actually goes back I, into I'm charcoal. I'm sure you, intelligent <laughs> listener, have already figured this out. But just in case you want to follow that discussion, vajazzling is when you apply uh, sticky decorative stones to your vaginal region. I don't uh, think intelligent for... people should know that. Actually, they're playing Jeopardy too much. They don't know what a vajazzle is. Well, and they're then, too busy and looking up facts and things that are good. Is the opposite. If you could get little gemstones like rubies that look like Kirby all over down there, would you? Like legitimate no. rubies, like um, real Charmander. Well, actually, the Ruby is my birthstone. Charmander, no. little Charmanders. Oh well, now oh, we now almost had you. You know, I think you do have me. Mm. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll put Charmander. Charmander Vajazzling for Jonna. <laughs> I just I'm wondering how we got from SimCity to this. Uh, bejeweled. Every oh, yeah, yes. EA bejeweled. Was, Kevin Bacon. It was supposed to be a throwaway <laughs> joke, and look what happened. <laughs> Back to SimCity. Charmander on the veg. <laughs> yeah, there, right. there is what there's a, there's one annoying thing I've encountered besides those disasters that they fixed was when you build a structure, a lot of them can be upgraded to be more efficient. But it doesn't yeah. tell you, for some of them, how much room you need. So it's like, oh, I, yeah. if I build this structure, it'll oh, destroy yeah. my road. And I'm like, I guess I, can, I don't need a road there, and I'll build... Because I don't want to demolish the structure, because it costs a lot of money. And it does, you know, vital function, so I'll and have to do that. And in the same way, I feel like there's times when they make you demolish something, yeah. and you just shouldn't have to. And some of them do show the expansions. Like, schools, they show you where right. the expansions are going to be. But, like, things like fire and stations... expansions, doesn't. he means, like, extra classrooms. And yeah, but, oh, like, okay. for fire stations See, and police thinking... stations, you can build, like, extra garages and, like, right. cells. It doesn't tell you that where those go, so it'll go over stuff. Oh, no. See, I was thinking the other way, too. Like, when you plop down stuff, like a, like a school or a fire department or a sex shop or whatever. When you put it down, you have to, you know, you might have to destroy some stuff, but I feel like it's being a little overzealous. Like it's leaving like eight, what I imagine would be originally like tiles of SimCity, mm. like at least like three tiles around it and it just destroys everything. 
Yeah, and, and it's like also it, the thing about the ploppable. This whole game is all about the ploppable and snapping to the roads and stuff like that. All about the ploppable. I'm glad and, we don't have to do uh, power lines anymore. Oh, fuck. yeah, that yeah, was no, ridiculous. I mean, like that stuff is great, but it's uh, it limits your creativity in terms of like you know they have this whole big thing about you know now you can do curved roads and all that kind of stuff. Does anyone actually care about that? It seems like everyone's just sticking to the grids oh, anyway. I was, I was well, that's sucked. the thing. The reason why that people are sticking to the grids is that it's so much more efficient and because the structures cities don't are so build much smaller curves. now. Yeah. They're not, there's not as much of a large uh, sprawl that you can't right. really have as much creativity and be as successful. I do. I do miss. I do miss being able to put those. You're talking about like with the grid and stuff. I hate yeah. that it's forcing you to do that because you used to just be able to make like a big block of residential. And, and as then long whatever as there was road, mm-hmm. right, right, it would grow and make its own little tiny roads. Now, obviously, there's manuals you can, you know, look at because I don't I don't know, like, how many blocks of residential I'll need to form a giant building. But it does tell you that. Like, if your building's not, uh, if there's not enough room, right. it'll say, like, we'd like to expand, but there's, just, or be more dense, but there's just not enough room. But I wish right. I knew that beforehand, because right. they're not set squares, it's different, they all change yeah. when you There are to set squares if you turn on the guides to your roads, they, that will fix it. There are um, guides? For, I didn't yeah, know you could do curved roads. little white guides that come up, and, and they will direct you as to where... Um, you can put your road and have it be efficient for your residential or commercial or oh, industrial cool. areas. Now, it's not like, again, it's not perfect, no. but it's really fun. It's not perfect, but it's ours. Yeah, we've we've invited a few people to join us on the server as well. Yeah, there's a topic on the forums if you would like to join. Um, be linked to if you'd like to join us. page. Yes, exactly. I mean, um, Durfago, he said that he wants to do he wants to join us, but he hasn't. I sent him an invite. Um, basically, the way that this works is you have to friend somebody through origin and then you can invite somebody to the region. Oh, so basically nice. in the forum, in the forum posting, uh, mm-hmm. write down what your origin username is and I will friend you and then consequently uh, invite you yeah. to the region. I need a better city to buy water from because Collins is not cutting it anymore. I've got so- plan B. That plan B city's doing great. <laughs> So, it, wait, so, is a city called Plan B? Yeah, he made another city while his first city was dying called Plan B. And I was like, <laughs> one day, one day I saw it there, and it's like, there's like not enough for me to do anything with that. And he's like, I was like, Colin, what the hell is Plan B? He's the like, Alpha Site. He's like, well, my first city's not doing doing uh, so great, so this is Plan B. It's it's Jurassic Park two all over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, you know, one more thing I want to talk about about yes. SimCity that really has been. Wrestling my Jimbos. <laughs> Where the fuck is the newspaper? Oh uh, yeah, man. Prince City I totally agree with you. Because like it was like really oddly specific. Like twenty yes. car pileup creates chaos at blah blah blah. I but, do see stuff like that on the newsfeed at the top sometimes. Yeah, with but the there images. was a newsspaper like every month. It was really annoying at first. Well, how many newsstands have you built? You no, have to you build have a to, newspaper shop. They cost they cost three dollars each. Uh, origin <laughs> money. <laughs> you, have to you know, subscribe to. I'm it. pretty sure they're gonna have weird expansions like that, and like you can actually drive a car in your city like you know all those other shit yeah but the newspaper wasn't it was part of it was a staple of sim city it was was a gameplay mechanic but kind of like it allowed you to reflect on all the mistakes you'd made and successes you've you've done but in the other game it also had like months and years and when you hit a year it would be like tax return day and then newspapers and like all these cool stuff but they don't have the years like that in this game because it's not cool it's not like the year's end here's all the tax money you're getting i don't don't miss the years and stuff like that but i do miss the newspaper i think i think i think things like that are actually important uh, city building world building player for totally. you know i mean because it's meant it is is it a sim city or not because you know fiscal years and stuff not. that's real you but know it's and not sim it's, city it's not SimCity, it's sims right? it's sims city mm. i still feel like it's sim city though 
because you hate him. I don't think it's as far to the Sims as you as 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 you're saying it. I watched my brothers played it. I mean, I'm not saying it's a different game completely, but what I am saying is it's missing some staples. That's all. I I, I do agree with that. I mean, it's not like I said, it's not perfect, but again, it's really. I mean, I have sunk a ton of time into this game, and it is, and I really mm -hmm. don't have that time. Yeah, and it's great. (laughs) I have to say, I I am willing to trade the newspaper in to not have to build fucking power lines anymore or water pipes. Or How annoying pipes. was it to have like in oh, I think yeah. Sin City 2000? There's subterraneous menu. I've seen people play. It. You don't yeah, yeah. you don't like land pipe? No. no. <laughs> there's a subterraneous <laughs> menu, and then you can't connect anything yeah. or see anything. No, here's, how, fucking... here's what they would do: like through half first half of Sin City 2000, like oh, build water pipes, build water pipes. So you build all these water pipes, and then later you can start building subways. And then you're like, oh shit, yeah, I can't. Right. There's <laughs> water pipes under every single structure, and there's not like another tier yeah. underneath. You had to dig right. down deep, man. Because, like, in I real did, life, like. Yeah, I had to go down deep, deep uh, in that lava. Dig deep. deep. Yeah, deep. super deep. Deep. Like, bejazzle Ooh, deep. What about a Minecraft SimCity hybrid? Oh, shit. Where you could, like, Minecraft through your SimCity. That's great. I'm oh, just glad do I don't have to pay upkeep on roads like the last game, oh, where it's God, like yeah. all but your roads cost money every month. Uh, no, but like they're super specific about how much trash creates sickness. Yeah. But they can't figure out how much it costs to keep roads. Those are covered. <laughs> co- roads are covered. I, insurance. I guess in, insurance. in conclusion, uh, Hey man, where we're going, we don't need Wait, roads. we didn't talk about we didn't talk about the giant mega superstructures you can build in your region. Yeah. We didn't talk about the oil. Like arcologies where you could have like a million people work there and they're we huge. We didn't talk about Maxis man. Giant well, towers the size of cities. Well, you have to you have to collaborate with other players, right? That's why you need more people. Yeah, Colin, server. we're never going to get a million dollars the way we're going. I have an idea. So if you play SimCity, you need to join up, man. Why don't you just Join Jason Vossum. I really want an arcology. Why don't you just create a starter cities. city just to funnel money from them like like real people do <laughs> like real life we could i mean we could make other cities on our own but i want to interact with more people and i don't want to use up all the spaces so when you, it's fun because when you visit the other towns you see this like little avatar drive from one city to go to the other city so like brandon knows when i'm looking at him or vice versa yeah if he's if he's checking me out it says colin's visiting your city and then i'll bulldoze all the roads so, <laughs> so, just so his car can't get to like my mansion no. Like bam, that's messed up, man. <laughs> you have a mansion? I've got a well, I've got a mayor's house. I don't have a mansion yet. I'm not that good, but it's on the water. That's the first, waterfront. That's the first thing I built. <laughs> I was like, you know what, mayor's mansion. You got to earn it. You got yeah, it no, takes a couple. Well, well no, hours. when you play in sandbox, I think you can just start out. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Are the sand. cities bigger in that mode? No. no. That is, that does that is a huge drawback. Is that the the They're space that you have in order to create your city is not massive, and and you fill you up your town in about you fill you do fill up your grid in about mm, eight eight to nine hours or so. Which is funny because yeah. mine's only one fourth filled, and it's doing way better than your city. Well, no, <laughs> that's, that's what you do. So is you land. get it up to you know eight or nine hours. You play, you fill it all the way up, and then it goes to shit, and then you bulldoze <laughs> everything and turn everything off, and then restart. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. Works. All right. That's basically like Orlando. <laughs> In conclusion, uh, Sim City. If you played previous Sim Cities, maybe it won't. It'll. It will find you wanting. But as a game, apparently these dudes like it a lot. Yeah, so. I really like it. Oh no, I'm into it. Like, I mean, I know it's super critical about the newspaper thing, but like I said, I would trade it and not to have to build all that other crap. I'm gonna play it eventually, but I want to wait for it to get a little more polished with patches and such because i'm picky about you that could sort download of thing. the french or german like set where all oh, your yeah. buildings look french or <laughs> german actually i might have a little french town coming soon uh, i'm gonna change oh, yeah? my skins to french it's gonna be great i was thinking about they're when, all gonna they're all gonna speak fancy i was i'm gonna do germany and then invade 
<laughs> you should do that and just yeah. like, oh, that'd be great. Nice. A- anyway, I'm actually gonna um, build a Berlin Wall. <laughs> there's, just a, there's just a wall around your city. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no airport. There's no ferry. There's no roads. There's only dirt roads. There's like some residential in your city with a dirt road leading to the entire rest of the city, which is all industrial. Oh, yeah. There's oh, totally one. Awesome. Do that. That's there's awesome. There's, 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 there's just one train. One train. Everyone has to wait like 12 hours, and it tells you the wait times for your buses and your trains. So it's like 27 hours to reach the train. To go to the in- industry, and then you have to go home, and so then you got to get up that next second to go back to work because oh, it's God. Germany right. during the forties. <laughs> All right, so uh, so th- thus ends our discussion on SimCity. We still got to talk about Nintendo and some other cool stuff. Say goodbye to Colin because uh, join the region because we're killing him. But you. yes, like like Colin said, join the region. Links on this episode's page to where you can uh, get all the information for that. Now we're gonna play a song. Right now we got something a bit strange for you. It's a cover of Metroid Metal performing a song for Metroid. That's right, it's weird. Here's the situation. Metroid Metal just turned 10 years old. And with that anniversary, a mini compilation came out where a few other video game rockers did covers of Stemage's renditions of Metroid songs. And so here we have Kid Cabbage doing a mean Lower Norfair.
All right, guys, something we don't do that we should do more often than we do. Poop. <laughs> Poop on a regular basis. Oh, oh Brandon, you of all Amen people. That. Play with ducks, because ducks are cute and they'll eat bread, but don't, they're not really supposed to eat bread. What, really? It's like pure carbohydrates. They should be eating plants and shit. Oh, man. Anyway. What we don't do that we should do is we should talk about indie games a lot more. But, you know, it's a big grab bag of uh, pros and cons. But uh, recently, we got the heads up from a local Orlando-based game studio called Gentleman Squid about a, uh, a game they made not too very long ago called Three Dead Zed and uh, tried it out recently. It's a cool platformer. It actually reminds me a lot of um, Hell Yeah in its uh, art style and its, uh, I want to <clears throat> say, uh, sardonic humor. Well, it, um, it reminded me, I said, not on the show earlier, um, that it was like the, um, oh, god damn it. I've already forgot the name. Portal. The Viking. Lost Vikings. Yes, Lost thank Vikings. you. She's You're the welcome. At remembering stuff, she's the expert. Yeah, the Lost Vikings. Because you've got three different characters and they all do different stuff. You play as a zombie that can be three different kinds of zombies rotating through, and that's what the whole platform mechanic is based on. It's definitely a very Aperture Science-inspired situation of uh, uh, some kind of science organization trying to do experiments that will, you know, neutralize their work staff and all that just in the name of science and chaos and so on. Um, if, if you want me to be honest, because I, I played it real quick and, you know, I jumped through this story. Controls are a bit wonky. Yeah. Graphics a bit blah. It seemed too much like, here's zombies. Everyone loves zombies. Here's cats that you've got to find. Everyone loves cats. You know, yeah, it's like, a cat. why not? Oh, you're a zombie. People or not. Whatever. I heard that people like Portal and people really like zombies and people like cats. So let's make that game. I was surprised to find that there were different worlds and different zones. You play through nine levels of the mm. office area and then uh, you go to a factory area. Mm. Uh, Do you choose zones or just, just like now you're in this zone? Now you're in it. And you're right. The controls are a little wonky. Like the jumping guy. It's like once you jump, you go too far. Oh, you go not far enough. Yeah, there's a lot of compensation you have to do, and, and and the platforming is a bit unrefined. As far as the character animations go, the secondary character animations... Like are, the humans. Right, the, the humans that you eat for the zombies life, are right. Yeah, the main life. character looks fine. Yeah, and it's actually, um, you know, it has a flash style to it, but it is actually hand animated. Or at least in its primary stage, it's all done by hand animation. The actual character animations for the zombies, I, I liked a lot. It it's, didn't really hold my attention. Like, yeah. I was like, I've played a bunch of games like that before. I've played better ones. I've played worse ones. It was like... Okay, this is fun, but I, you know, for a minute, but uh, I just got... Definitely needs a little more polish. I was watching. I didn't want to pick up the controller. You know, the life system didn't make sense, technically, because you have, like, infinite lives, and whenever you die, everything almost, like, all the traps kills you in one hit, but you have a life bar, and I guess there are enemies at some point. Yeah, there were a few, but once you die, you just start, like, a foot away. Well, that's not necessarily true all the time. I mean, I guess it was early. the, The checkpoint system can be quite frustrating, and you do take damage on occasion, but it is really the damage you take from being shot by various enemies who shoot weapons is always secondary to the insta kills, which are everywhere. Yeah. There's really a lot of balance issues. There's a lot of things that work about it, like combining the three different attributes of the I, zombies. I do like how much I had to switch constantly to finish like, a puzzle. There's, there's and a, I like a, that. a speed wall jumping zombie that takes damage really easily and can't injure anything. There's a tank zombie that can lift heavy objects and, uh, and kill everything walls. but can't jump. Right. And then there's a middle range zombie that can do complex tasks like climbing ladders and pushing buttons. Yeah. And also can maul people. And I love that. That is a great aspect that I wish was expanded upon more. It, that, you know, that is a good point. As a small game studio who have to deal with investors, it, it's probably a you know, situation where the game could have been as good as we could imagine it, but there's you know, deadlines and release dates and so on. The game does, however, become challenging very quickly. But the problem I have with it is, is it challenging or is it irritating because it's broken? Um, <laughs> Elaborate, right. please. Um, I got stuck on the third level pretty hardcore. 
and I couldn't figure out why. It seemed simple enough, but uh, I couldn't move forward because they do hold your hand early on teaching you the mechanics of the game and then spring one on you that they don't really get into, which is a tactic involving cycling through zombies while jumping. (laughs) And it's a pretty complex thing to do early on, and I was stuck in one place for about 30 minutes doing things that I shouldn't be doing because I was trying to come up with a solution that made sense to me, so much so that I broke the game. And this happened a couple times where, because you're switching through zombies, and because the zombies have different things they can and can't do, say the big zombie grabs an object that's so heavy, but nobody else can move it, and you drop it, and you get stuck into a wall and you don't have enough room to switch to another zombie, you're stuck there and you have to just end the level because mm. there's no way you can conceivably get out of it. You can't transform into another zombie. You can't get out of the situation. The part where the mechanics for the core zombie characters is weakest is the zombie you use the most, which is the fast runny zombie. He jumps really far. So if there's a platform you're jumping to, you're going to jump past it, but then you're going to hit left real quick, which then instead of slowing down or turning around a little bit, he just instantly goes left. So yeah, it's really it's floaty. Like, it's like right and then left and then you're back restarted. You're like, no, no, I didn't mean to do that. And it's just like, it's, yeah. And you're probably dead by then. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and the wall jumps are a bit there's, off. There's too. no problem with reloading. It's instantaneous. But uh, eventually it got to the point where, you know, I, my brain was so fried that I would just kill myself to watch the zombie splatter, which is, <laughs> which is great. One of my favorite features of the game is that when you die, a seemingly random splatter explodes against the background and it stays there the whole time. I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> die a lot though you mentioned if it was uh, frustrating (laughs) because it's a challenge or frustrating because it's broken yeah the best comparison i can think of is ninja gaiden uh that's frustrating because it's a challenge right versus (laughs) teenage mutant ninja turtles (laughs) for nintendo yeah that game is broke broke it's fun but it's broke broke. i mean battle toads bad or battle toads bad battle toads hey look at that no i love battle toads shut up yeah. But you know what I mean? Is that difference of like, is it like you said, like, is E.T. a difficult game because it's hard or is E.T. a difficult game because you fall in a hole and you're stuck for the rest of the game? The story yeah. is a uh, story light for sure, but it is funny and I was enjoying it. The uh, the goal for all the levels is you have to find a, a cat with a tinfoil helmet on that has some kind of an antenna. The the cat has an antenna. And then when you knock the tinfoil helmet off, the cat teleports away. And it, it's Or I think you have to get rid of the tinfoil hat because it interrupts with the teleportation. Right, device. exactly. Uh, the voice acting, unfortunately, is really amateurish, but it was probably... You know, but, I mean, it is independent, so, I mean, yeah. Well, there, I mean, there's independence, though, like independent works. If, that if I did voice acting for a game, it would be terrible. Brandon, you do voice acting for this show. Yeah. Get down off that chair! You Governor. Ha ha ha! We meet again, press, sailor! Press start to begin. <laughs> Brandon, you're one of those sorts of people who thinks that they don't know what they're doing, but then they end up actually actually. You know, let me stop. Oh, don't give let me, me stop there. Don't go to my head. If, no, no, I was going to say, if he starts realizing he knows what he's doing, you're going to fucking break him. The studio gentleman squid. I mean, that's their first game, right? I mean, yeah, as far a as couple I know. of others. Well, so it's not their first game. No, but they're still new. They're and still it's, new. It's really hard in this day and age to get your foot in the door. Yeah. Hey, they got published. That's a thing. That is a thing. Uh, they have a game that's their most recent one called uh, Rise of the Ravager. It's a space shooter game. I haven't played it, but uh, it looks solid. That's it's coming out. No, it's out already. I lo- oh, I love a space shooter, so I'll have to try that one. I haven't played it, but just reading the description reminded me of um, Beat Hazard. I don't know if it's anything like that. It seems, but like, it seems like their thing is reminding you of other things. <laughs> well, well, it's hard to come I mean, out with anything completely is, original. Yeah, yeah but I mean, the level design in that thing was pretty much, they have the century and then they have the... Uh, well, the thing is, when you're getting started, I mean, familiarity is what often is the... Ah, you know, ah but individuality sets you apart. Sure, which is why the three zombie gameplay is very appealing. That's super appealing. I, it's like Donkey as, Kong with a third who, character. Who played it for, you know, a fair amount of time, 
I can see the merit in what they had that was unique about it. Yeah. Well, a game may not be, you know, what everybody wanted it to be. You know, they will go somewhere with what they can do. If they can survive long enough, because it is a... It's a difficult, pretty doggy it's difficult, dog industry. It's a difficult ecosystem, but I mean, they've already released how many? And Three. they're, and they're, well, you and know they're what? listed. Well, guys, level five, when they first started, made a horrible game that I love called Dark Cloud. It was the wonkiest, most broken shit ever. It's not that broken. But I absolutely <laughs> loved it for its originality. The second one's a lot better, yeah. but the first one's still good. They made something that I thought was completely original and they survived. The character movements were yeah. terrible. I mean, the graphics were terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. an early PS2 game. I know, so, I mean, but I'm like, still. I'm willing to write off the game, but not willing to write off the publisher. But they survived simply on original gameplay. And people loved oh, it so true. much, regardless of how broken that shit was. So I'm just saying, I'm just putting that as they an made, the only example enough. I can think of. They made an of. awesome sequel to Oh it. my God. And everyone wants a Dark Cloud 3, but of course they're like, oh, we want to do other stuff. And everyone's like, fuck you, make Dark Cloud 3. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you want to check out these games, they got them on whatever you like. Got uh, Distura, Gamersgate, Steam Greenlight, and of course, uh, Xbox Indie Arcade. And as a matter of fact, uh, 3 Dead Z is 75% off until May 3rd, I believe at Desura. And they just released an enhanced version for Linux. I don't really know what's enhanced about it, but maybe these problems we've been talking about are gone. Hmm. No, they, it's just everything you didn't like about it's been enhanced. Oh, man. Wait, they just released a version only for Linux. I, yeah, I don't get that. It's not really a game platform. Well, I mean, Steam is supporting Linux more now. They're trying well, to. True. They're trying to bust it out into a more yeah, gaming centric. They're ahead of the curve. I'm usually more interested in indie games now than the big titles. Hopefully, we'll cover more indie games in the future. You know, people out there struggling, but uh, hopefully, they'll keep getting the funding they need to survive. So let's talk about Nintendo. Nintendo. They just did a uh, big announcement of a lot of stuff. I think it's maybe a precursor to um, whatever they're going to talk about at E3 this year. Hey guys, this is Cap from the Future. You know, you've been hearing a lot from me, and ideally you wouldn't hear from me ever. I mean, you know good and goddamn well how hard it is to get 1.21 gigawatts. I mean, that's just nuts. And I'm really worried about disrupting the space-time continuum, seriously. Anyway, I have to set things right, because this keeps happening to us. The very night we recorded this episode, word came in that Nintendo, in fact, will not be holding an E3 press conference. Satoru Iwata said they made this decision so they could host smaller events that emphasize the software lineups and hands-on experiences. You know, demos, trailers, and such. They're going to have a closed event meeting with distributors, and what they say is an open event allowing people to try out Nintendo's products, mainly for the Western gaming media, aka us guys, you know, which is probably the same massive showcase they've always had on the floor at E3. They want their Nintendo Direct videos, like the one we're about to talk about, to be where they announce all their big titles and all the things that generally get people excited about their E3 press conference and what makes it such an event. Instead, they're going to have smaller digital events for fans. Iwata went on to say that they plan to use E3 to talk more thoroughly about the Wii U games that are going to launch this year, which is as expected. I'm going to let the conversation as we recorded it continue right now, and then I'll come back later for a brief follow-up. Most of these announcements from Nintendo were based around 3DS titles, so we can assume that at E3 we're going to see them pull out the big guns for Wii U, which, as you could tell from earlier, most of us still need a lot of convincing on. I got hands-on with it at last year's E3 before it came out, and uh, I liked the hardware well enough, but I didn't really see the point and was unimpressed with most of the stuff they had to demo, especially the stuff Nintendo had to demo, as opposed to the third party, which seemed like they grasped the concept of the hardware a lot better. Yeah, that's super weird. I feel like you would come up with the concepts before you came up with the controller, not the other way around. Mm. Like, I want to be able to do this. Let's make a device that does that, not 
let's make a device and then nobody knows what the hell to do with it. Yeah. Miyamoto said that uh, he really wanted Pikmin 3 to be a launch game and it wasn't. And he, you know, feels bad about that. I wish it was. Um, he should feel bad. But, you know, I played it and I played it using the uh, the Wii U controller and it was useless. The Wii U controller was completely pointless. It was just a map in your hands. Pikmin 3 yes. uses the Wii U controller, which is like a giant right. tablet. And it's useless because, it's, I mean, you, all you do is move around and control the Pikmin, right? From what I played at E3, it was mostly a glorified map. I mean, there's um, still a controller on it, so it works as a yeah, controller. Yeah, it, it, it works, but there's two modes of play, and I played with Wiimote. the Wiimote Nunchuck much better. See, um, I was afraid of that, when they have, like, one Wii U, and then a bunch of you still need Wiimotes and that, Nunchucks. That was, you know, that was their chance to convince the world that the Wii U was a good idea, and they really didn't have much to show for it. So I'm hoping that they're going to change our minds, because it is a really nice piece of hardware and i know everyone's like well it's not very powerful but you know i don't really it's play not really that what they're going for yeah. but it is definitely way more powerful than their last system oh yeah it's like, at least like and a, the other least, ones that are out at the moment hey at least it's high def uh, and yeah. honestly i think that as a system goes you know we can upgrade you know our uh, visuals and processing and everything to uh to the point of realism but actually the graphics that uh wii u is capable of is as far as you know just gaming goes and the premise of making good games it is good enough it would never need to be better than that as far as making a good game you want better get a pc you get in a console that don't matter i'm not really obsessed with power but he announced respect. the new pikmin and if i do announced want and then nothing and if i quote him he said it is a foraying a pikmin that's true as you would <laughs> see in the demo I don't know, I what color Z. are they? I don't remember. They're, uh, they're so they don't have any facial features or anything. It's just wings they this got, time because I know they're little pink nubs with wings and eyes, and they, they can got, carry objects. The other ones always like one has a nose, one has ears, one has a mouth. So they I was got wondering, wings. it's just wings. Okay. The other big announcement for uh, the Wii U because there wasn't much to say about Wii U in this release. It was all the powerhouse uh, announcements were were for the most part 3ds. There were there were actually a few other things. One. Uh, there's a new update for Wii U, so it loads considerably faster. The, the demo showed a comparison, and it's like twice as fast. Uh, and, and it didn't even wait for the original load time to finish before it faded away. It just away. makes you wonder how it did is... they not figure that out in the years of development and testing in the first place? Yeah, I, find, it was I, mean, a... I have early adopteritis. You know, it's new and shiny. You, I grab it. You grab it, and then you hate it, and you uh, just get mad. It's the worst, man. Because <laughs> the thing is, you go into an app. And then it doesn't work, so you got to go back to the home screen, right? Like something like Amazon or Netflix. It's like, oh, Netflix isn't loading. And it's not because there's no connection. It's just broken. So you back out, and then you're sitting there for an hour. And then you go to load the app again, and it still doesn't work. And then you have to back out, and that takes an hour. But I mean, realistically, maybe not an hour, but I mean, I've clocked it at over five minutes once. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I thought the machine was going to overheat before it was done. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Something cool as far as Nintendo finally embracing things they should have embraced a long time ago. There's some DLC that was announced for uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Uh, it's called New Luigi Wii, and it is, uh, it's a mode where you can play as Luigi, and all 82 levels have been completely redesigned and are now in an <coughs> extra challenging mode that you have to complete in 100 seconds. I'm a Luigi. I was much more impressed with the 3DS updates, as I thought a lot of other people were, like the new level 5 games. Before we move on to that, the, bi- oh, the thing that's personally biggest for me, and even though it's really insignificant, will guarantee my purchasing a Wii U... Earthbound. Oh, Earthbound that for is, the virtual console. Earthbound is on I'm the a, virtual console. I'm amazed because as far as I knew, there was nothing on the virtual console. No, they showed a lot of games that really were like, wow, this is going to be. I on mean, the literally, console. I couldn't find a virtual console. It's because it hasn't been available. Right. And now it's going wasn't, to be available. Wasn't that like a main feature of the Wii and the point of the Wii? Yeah. Yeah, but no, they still it's, didn't it's have a lot huge of... part of the Wii, and it's really sloppy for the. I'm, honestly, 
I'm glad that I waited as long as I did to get a Wii U, and I haven't yet, but I will keep waiting, because whenever I do inevitably buy it, it will be in the state that it should have debuted in. Yeah. And what do they say? They'll have uh, games from, you know, NES, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, uh, they announced. Um, Super uh, or- Nintendo, N64. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, the awesome Capcom Zelda games yeah. uh, coming to Virtual Console. Superman 64. Superman 64. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of their featured uh, launches. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. That's, not, that's completely factual. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Earthbound. They actually <clears throat> stopped to be like, yep, we are finally releasing Earthbound. And they cited all of the uh, spamming that American Wii U owners were doing on the Japanese boards when it debuted on the uh, virtual console in Japan. Uh, pictures of Ness crying. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. That's the thing that's fucked up. They weren't even going to release it in America. And then everyone who saw it released on the Japanese virtual consoles were posting it and posting it and posting it. And then Reggie was like, okay. Well, honestly, we don't know that that's how that happened. He said that's what happened. He, <laughs> he was saying, like, or one of them was like, look it, at all it, the responses. Iwata <clears throat> showcased that. And it's really great <laughs> that he did. But honestly, we don't know what the plan was. I'm just glad it's happening. And I, even though I don't need to buy it again, I will buy it again. I've never finished Earthbound because <gasps> I, I, I know I played it as a rental when I was a kid and I had to return it. But let me spoil now, the ending. No, don't. What happens at the end? Just tell me. No, Quick. I'm not going to do it. We'll edit it out. It's actually, actually, you would not, really? you won't, you wouldn't not be able to tell what happens near the end <laughs> of the still, game. I still, like at the end, actually, you still don't know what It's happened. that good. Oh, really? Stuff happens and I can't explain okay. it to you because you like, I got maybe three days worth of gameplay, but you can't I will. can't even guess what's going to happen. I will finish it this time. Okay. I swear. I will <laughs> cool. finish it. I will hold you to that, I'll, that, I'll that actually, solemn oath. I will hold you to And it. then you need to play Earthbound Zero and. I will actually hire somebody Mother in China three. to finish the game for me and then tell me what happens. I've been planning to do that soon. Earthbound Zero is a hard game. But anyway, like we were saying, the uh, the big announcements were all 3DS related. Biggest one of all, there's a sequel to Link to the Past coming to what? the 3DS. I hear it's mm-hmm. a prequel, but I'm is not it, sure. Is it called Another Link to the Past? I don't. We don't they, know the they name haven't, yet. They haven't said what it's called. Link they, to the Future. They showed some um, <laughs> some footage. It looks really cool. The art style is somewhat cartoony. Sort of reminded me of uh, the animated Zelda. Yeah, a from, bit. from uh, back in the day. The but 3D, it has the, the 3D same. One? Um, no, not the 3D. <laughs> one. But they showed no. comparison screens, and it's the in the same. Mask. It's in the same area as Link to the Past. Same map. You know, there's questions of. Well, it's, it takes place in the same world. How could it possibly fit? You know, I'm sure they're just going to fudge the edges of the map, whatever. Yeah, because they said new dungeons, and I'm like, well, it's the same area. How are there new dungeons? I don't know. It basically, I mean, all we really need to know is it takes place in that same Hyrule, in that same style. They'll work it out, you know, whatever. Zelda does have a, a timeline, but it's not yeah. like it's anything that's ever, you know, I'm not going to get butthurt if they smudge it. You know? I will get butthurt. It'll be like Quantum Leap. Or you just going to different people throughout Hyrule's I'll history. Be fine with that. I don't care at all about the timeline. I I think it's funny that people take it seriously. Right. I take it seriously. It's it's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it's good. You're like an abused wife. I like the wall walking stuff that they showed. Yeah, you, that tr- was you turn really into a, cool. like a hieroglyph and walk along the. I mean, and like you can go around the edges to another path and stuff. One of the things that's really exciting about it to me is that it seems like it really uses the fact that it is a 3D game. It has you know the the classic overhead view, and then it breaks your brain by saying, "Oh, you, you remember how this looked? Okay, well now we're going to jump up out of the platform using trampoline mechanics to get you to a higher level, and now we're gonna." bend the camera angle as you turn into a hieroglyph and walk along the wall to reach a ledge you couldn't get to yeah it's really cool and i i would buy a 3ds for that just for that so speaking of nintendo's press conference i find it interesting everybody's deciding to do all these early yeah press I mean, conferences nintendo does these things these uh, uh they do little mini the, nintendo direct i think yeah they call yeah it, the, right? the, the nintendo direct things they happen on the regular yeah but, it's the, it's, but this one 
was yeah yeah it's like the fireside chats they announced a new um super mario role-playing game for the 3ds i mean which i hope is in did they say anything about it being like super mario rpg there's no way it's gonna be like there's not gonna get i want to see the nimbus the nimbus if that was if that was ever gonna happen dude they would be announcing it like crazy they threw gino away what's that about yeah they did i mean they just threw the character away they had this great character uh because it was a cross property with squaresoft and they have to get squaresoft's permission every time they yeah, use those characters it's really messy now because gino did appear in one of the mario brothers superstar saga role-playing games for really? the game boy advance and he appeared in a in like a guest thing it was, it was not a playable character it was just a, a very small appearance in the game and uh you know then eventually in the credits it says you know gino copyright squaresoft nintendo like they have <laughs> they got to bend over backwards to, to do anything like that so don't get your hopes up but the mario rpg games of any kind have always been great so it's ex- yeah. this exciting one where you're on the bottom screen you're you play as luigi sleeping and on the top screen you play inside of luigi's dreams and you have to like fuck with him while he's sleeping to make clouds shaped like his mustache stretch so you can flick mario up that's amazing yeah that's true that's also creepy i wonder if the princess appears in his dreams at some point Oh, you don't mean Peach. Daisy? No. Just any of them. I don't care what he dreams (laughs) about. Luigi's dreaming things about Peach and Mario sees it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we were talking about press conferences. Yeah, um, total recall. But yeah, it it is weird that everybody has a pre-press conference and now Xbox has a pre-press conference. Right, and that's coming up soon. Hey guys, Cap from the future again. As we said, Nintendo's press conferences in recent years have at times been definitely a little disappointing. But to me, it kind of feels like instead of giving up on the big bells and whistles press conference, they should be, uh, you know, attempting to get it right. But this alternate method, you know, it isn't a bad one. It certainly got all of us talking. And just like the E3 conference communicated directly to everyone they wanted to communicate to. And as we said, E3 has always been confusing. Is it for investors and industry professionals or is it for the consumer? And all the big three have always struggled with this aspect in their press conferences. Hopefully, what it does mean is sometime in the weeks between now and E3, we'll get a Nintendo Direct video of equal importance to the one that just came out in regards to the 3DS about all the things we can anticipate for the Wii U. Because going into this year's E3, I feel Nintendo's goal should be clear. Prove that the Wii U is worth a damn. And it's going to be challenging. So we'll see what they do. And as always, we'll be letting you know our opinions. And when E3 comes around letting you know our hands-on reactions to the latest from Nintendo. Everybody says they want to know what the new Xbox looks like right now. Uh-huh. But I think that by showing people it early, they're doing it, the system and the surprise a disservice because E3 is this grand stage. It's a place to reveal. Exactly. So I don't understand why people want to see it early. I don't, I don't understand why there's pre-conferences it's, before the conference. There's been some real fucking stinkers of uh, E3 press conferences in previous years. They know that they have to have a certain amount of information ready because people are going to make assumptions. So Xbox is the one who's doing the smartest. Nintendo, they're in a different situation because they debuted their system years ago. What we can expect is we can expect that Nintendo will try to make up for last year's completely desolate showing, both on the floor and in the E3 presentation, and try to recover from the Wii U thing. Presumably, the amazing stuff that they showed us on here, they're either going to show us more of it or... They're going to show us some, some completely different shit we weren't expecting. See, oh, yeah, now I, mean, now I, I mean, would need new stuff because they already showed me that. Now I right, want different right. stuff. And if, if they don't follow through, 
then that I don't know. They screwed themselves over. Maybe their agenda is weird. Maybe we have expectations of E3. We, the public, have expectations of E3 because it's a trade show. Maybe they don't really. But care. it's become a staple that the gaming industry, you learn the brand new stuff yeah, that you shouldn't know, you know yet. From the outside, they should realize that all the consumers expect that of it. Well, it's, it is. And the thing is, it's a trade show. Okay, it was a trade show at some point, but the moment they decided to televise it, it's now become right. marketing. It's not a trade show anymore. It used to be it's a like trade show. It's like an event. It's a show. It's an award show. It's, a, it's, it's an extravaganza. So Xbox, this right. new press conference is going to guarantee that we all have a core understanding of, say, the very nature of the hardware. So when they start showing us all this new stuff, we won't have to ask questions. That's why I think they're being smartest about this. They're giving us the full picture on, here's the hardware, here's what you can expect, and now... Here's what you can do with it. And at least they're doing a little closer. Well, I guess the what I'm saying is that they've set a bar. So you're like, oh, guess what? PS4, bitches. And then you get to E3 and go, now what you got? You know, what are you going to show me? You're going to show me what the console looks like. I guess that's kind of cool. But are they going to discuss hardware? Like, you need to know more. You right. Can't. And now they don't know what Xbox is going to do because Xbox can show the console and go, look, we're honest with you. Here's what the console looks like. It's a prototype. And here's how it works. And they're now just gonna they're going to bring a translucent version so you can see everything inside of it. <laughs> yeah, they should do that. But I think it's scary to me that they haven't shown anything yet. I really hope that the PS4 is not as ugly as that new PS3 Slim. That thing is hideous. It's a hat. It's a hat that says Call of Duty and you, you put it what? on and that's the console. You just put the you game have, in your hat. You have unrealistic body images for consoles. Have you okay? seen that thing? God, you're like... Clearly you haven't. My console throws up. Real consoles, real consoles are bulky. That thing. And no, have curves. It's... Curves are sexy on a console. Okay? I wish it had curves, but it does not. Yeah. Here's the other thing that's interesting with all these early announcements is... At least we can have some homework going into E3, and that's good for the listeners, it's good for the viewers, and it's good for us. Because when we go to E3, we will generally all kind of know the game. We'll yeah. have new pieces on the no board. No pun intended. Really. Know the game. Um, also, a cool thing, something we've never that's never happened is we've never been invited to the EA conference, oh but this God. year we are in. Dude, we I made already, I We're swear successful. to God. What does that mean for you? Uh, other than... Some people that you you like, hopefully, uh, will be sitting in a seat and will be able to tell you some stuff that you probably saw oh, on the internet. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to watch it along with you. In the registration process, there were a couple options, and uh, one of them was that we'd have a specific embed feed, so all Nerdy Show fans would be able to watch the same feed, which would mean that whatever you're watching would actually be <laughs> synchronized, because as we learned from last year, when we were trying to... Uh, and we can even have our own chat for it. Right. We were trying yeah. to live stream a conversation between us and everybody else. Uh, it didn't work out so well, because everybody's feed was on a different... Uh, uh, time sync. No, it was the worst. Uh, it was yeah. It was really really complicated. Also, we may be able to have our own video feed from there. It's we're kind yeah. of fuzzy on that. It could happen, but obviously, we'll keep everybody posted on what we're doing. And I, I promise you guys this: <laughs> if it's possible and if it's feasible, we will do it. If we can do it, we will do it. There's no not doing it if we can. Right. Right. If the infrastructure is there, and you must quit. Yeah. If the infrastructure is there, polar hair. <laughs> I was trying to Johnny cock you guys, but I couldn't do it. Regardless, we will do it if we can. So I want to reiterate that we do have a, a page on the Nerdy Show forums where you guys, I mean, I know it's still a little bit early yet. It's not too far, but it's a little bit early. But you guys can tell us what you would like us to cover at E3, if there's any kind of special focuses and uh, basically an opportunity to uh, make us your eyes and ears on the floor. And we'll try to touch on as much as we can. And, and it's definitely going to be the best e3 until they introduce the next consoles in 2015 
It is gonna be. <laughs> it is gonna be a big E3. They I said like, consoles need to be like ten years. And we're gonna if. just try to find cool, find cool and interesting games and whatever else is going on and talk about them. Yeah, we're just gonna find out more about what's coming up that you, you can. Know, you know, we, look we never know to. what's gonna happen. There was a Young Justice game being promoted, and uh, Greg Weissman, the guy who created Gargoyles and uh, lead creator for Young Justice, was was there. We noticed the booth that day, but we didn't loop around for an interview until the day afterwards, and we missed him. There's chances like that all over. So you know we. We did end up talking to that crew. We learned some things about this game, which as an update, I haven't heard anything from it. So I guess the, the thing about the press conferences being early and, and us covering E3. The press conferences, whatever. You can watch those. We'll, well watch them too. That's so we can Maybe watch we'll, them together. We'll, we'll make a communal event out of it when we can. Uh, but as far as the floor, you know, that's where things get uh, <clears throat> yeah. messy. There's going to be a lot oh, of totally. interesting things that are not going to be covered by the major, you know, corporations or whatever you call them. But so we're going to try to do some of that as well. Yeah. By Esquire. Time Life. Oprah. <laughs> no, I think Oprah's actually going to be uh, premiering her Ubisoft game this year. You're Okay, you're trolling me. There's no Ubisoft Oprah game. Are you sure? She would just make her own company. Why would she go to Ubisoft? Oh, I'm sorry. It's called Opisoft. No, it's called You Go Girl. Oprah yeah. Soft. It's called You Go Girl. Now, and that's it, the name it's of her ice cream. Ex- it's an exercise go-kart game. Right. Where you... <laughs> That actually sounds kind of amazing. Where you collect malted chocolates to uh, accelerate. And yeah. your body weight comes over the tops and rolls over the top of the go-kart. Well, your, your body weight is constantly fluctuating. That's how you decrease and, and accelerate. So you get more speed. You, you have have to, can you vomit? Yeah, yeah, you have to binge yourself. Um, this reminds me of a Sonic hack that I played a while back. <laughs> the rings are onion rings. And the more he collects, the fatter he gets. It's really cool. Oh my, that sounds like a great game, actually. It's a that really I play. awesome hack. Why is that a hack and not an actual it sequel? Sh- it should be. That would have been the best game Sega's ever made in the past 10 years, actually. Whoa. And then he uh, he purges and then goes into the Olympics. It's like a <laughs> it's like a prequel to the Sonic uh, Mario Olympic game. If you collect too many onion rings, he dies. Are you serious? Yes, it's an amazing hack. Really, we'll, we'll link to it. Can you please um, make all the links? icons of link no damn it and okay. fuck you okay <laughs> <laughs> so let us know what you want us to cover at e3 we'll uh we'll do our damnedest and um stay tuned at nerdy show for e3 2013 coverage thanks so much for listening and we got more amazing stuff coming at you in weeks to come bye i'm cap bye i'm brandon bye i'm jonna bye i'm john lavelle since we talked about sonic eating onion rings and getting a heart attack how about some sonic music this track's called eternal guardian of the sky by Kozilek. It's a really trippy rendition of Sky Fortress Zone from a recent compilation in tribute of the Sonic franchise. If you're strong, you can fly. You can reach the other side of the rainbow. It's alright. Take a chance. Cause there is no circumstance. But you can't handle When you use your mind If you're strong You can fly You can reach The other side Of the rainbow It's alright Take a chance Cause there is no circumstance But you can't
Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. Nerdy Show is made possible by A Comic Shop, Nerdapalooza, and the generous support of listeners like you. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, or making a contribution in our monthly support drives. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show voxophones and pictograms. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programs, community forums, kinetoscopes, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.